empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. This podcast is something that is truly a joy to me. I love getting to do it. In fact, I still remember when we talked about starting a podcast quite a few years ago now, and I was really hesitant. I was new to the podcast world. I didn't really listen to a whole lot of podcasts myself, and I said, I don't know. Is it really worth the effort? And as those that were helping me at the time sort of convinced me that, yeah, this is a thing and and it really is worth the effort. I remember sort of half-heartedly going, okay, yeah, sort of, maybe we could try this out. Then I was at a meeting on the road. It was a conference and I was sitting in a back room talking with one of the other speakers and they began to share with me the story of their journey through life and how God had worked in their life and brought them out of a terrible situation, really rough upbringing and brought them into this incredible journey and ministry that they were walking in. I remember sitting in that room, listening to this person share with me. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, I just wish that so many people I knew could hear this story. I remember thinking of a friend of mine and I thought, oh, I wish my friend could hear this story. They would love it so much. And it was shortly after that, that it occurred to me, hey, what if we could take the podcast and could we just maybe use it as a tool to sit down and have conversations with people to capture the incredible work that God's done in their life and the incredible message that they carry? Could this be a super highway to bring what God is saying to people's hearts. That's when it all began to light up for me. And that was really the originating big idea of this podcast. And it was that. So many of you have heard me talk about my grandmother in podcasts in the past. And it's wild that we had been doing this podcast for two or three years before I recognized that in some ways what I was doing was carrying on something my grandmother did. Podcasts weren't even in existence in her day, but she hosted her own radio show. And her motivation for that was the same as mine for the podcast, to connect individuals to truth, to hear people's stories, and to ignite hope in others. And I pray, oh, I pray with all my heart that this podcast is always and forever a tool that does just that. The podcast that we are releasing this month are maybe some of the most important And that is mainly because of the time that we are living in right now. It seems like every decision matters, that the ones that are misfires or missteps cost more than usual. And the ones where we abandon all and just follow God, step out in faith and obey his word, well, the benefits are also bringing a very swift harvest as well. On this podcast, I had it in my heart to talk to you a little bit about a simple subject, but a subject that serves as the foundation for all of our lives. And that subject 
is truth. You would think that truth would be something that is fairly straightforward. True or false is about as black and white as it gets. But you and I both know that truth can be varied to different people. But that begs the question, is truth itself varied? Or is that just people's perceptions? But is truth in its organic form, something that is always the same. I believe that that is the case. The reason I believe that is because as a person of faith, as a Christian, I believe that God's word is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Because his word is truth and he is his word, that gives us all an even playing field to start with. I don't have to shift truth based on what I experience. I don't have to shift truth based on other people's experience or my evolving opinion. All I have to do is take my experience and take my opinion back to the foundation, to the truth of the word of God and say, well, what does his words say about it. I'm so grateful for this because living in a year like 2020, where what people are saying is truth is changing on a daily basis. I am so, so grateful that there is a bedrock to my life that is a firm foundation. It's not a foundation that is shifting and moving. But I'll tell you what, there's something to be said for knowing what that truth is. I want to give you a few scriptures that speak to this, and I think you're going to find these interesting. Some of them are very familiar to us. Scriptures that talk about this subject of truth, like John 8:32. It's quoted so many times, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's John 8:32. Take that verse and say it this way: It's only the truth that you know that is the truth that's bringing you freedom. The truth that you don't know, you are not getting the benefits of. Listen to this one, John 14, 6. I started out this conversation quoting this. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father or comes to the Father except through me. In other words, you're never going to find God just through your version of things. You're going to have to line you up to the truth. I love this one, John 16, 13. And this is so profound for you and I right now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So we know that truth comes from the word of God, but then he tells us that there is the spirit of truth. That's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. And that if we listen to him, he will guide us into truth. So the spirit of truth guides us into truth. And we've already said that truth is the word of God. Now I wanna make a statement about this. Anything that we're saying is the Holy Spirit leading us will never lead us to something that is different 
than what the Word of God says. If we are saying that the Holy Spirit is leading us to something or to believe something or to do something that goes against what's in the Word of God, then we have to own up to the fact that that was never the Spirit of Truth leading us at all. You might ask, well then, what was it? Well, the Bible says that in the world, there are many spirits. It could have been a deceiving spirit of darkness. It could have been what the Bible calls a familiar spirit. It could have just been the voice of your own spirit. It could have been the loud voice of an influence that you've been letting in your life for some time. This is why it matters how much real estate does the Word of God take up in your life. There's a statement that is said about truth so many times, and it's one that I really love, and that is that truth rings true. There's a ring of truth to the truth, and that actually comes from an age-old tale that talks about how they would judge true currency in the country of India. And the way that they made their currency or their coins, they would take the coin and they would drop it on stone. And the way that they made those coins, if it was a true coin, that when it dropped and it hit the pavement, there would be a ring. It would set off an acoustic or a symphonic ring to it. And so the way they knew that they either had real currency or they had counterfeit currency is if there was no ring. And that is actually where we get this phrase that there is a ring of truth or truth rings true. But do you know what? That when you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you, that there is a ring. There is something that resonates in your spirit when something is true. Now, something ringing or resonating in your spirit is not just something that makes you feel good. This is a big deal right now because in our generation, in our current culture, there's a lot of things that are said that make people feel good. Sometimes they feel good simply because it doesn't go against the grain. It agrees with the masses. You know what? Sometimes when you have to go against the current, it doesn't feel good. But it's not worth going against the current just to be different. It's only worth doing that if you're doing so because what you are standing on is the truth of the word of God. Not what somebody else said, but what the word actually says. You're never going to know the ring of truth unless you have the truth in you. And again, that is the truth of God's word. David prayed a significant prayer in the book of Psalms chapter 25 and verse 5. And he would pray this often. Lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. For you or for truth, I wait all the day long. David was saying that he put a high price on truth. And you can look at the life of David and see why, because a lot of times people promised him things and they did not hold true to their promise. But do you know that David decided to be a man of truth? That even when others didn't hold true to what they said they were going to do, they didn't hold true to who they said they were, David held on to the truth of the word of God and the man that he was anyway. All right, listen to this scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 says this, All scripture is breathed out by God 
and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness or God's ways of living, that the man of God or woman of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. This is why I think the scripture is important. Sometimes people try and take things that are meant to be tools in our lives and they try and make them their foundation. But you cannot take drywall that's meant to build walls in a house and take the drywall and use it as your foundation. Why? Your house will crumble. Well, drywall is a part of the house. It's a component of the house, but it will not hold up as your foundation. In our walk with God, sometimes believers will take things that are meant to be components of the life God's given us to live and make them their foundation, but it's always going to crumble. Because the only thing that you can build your life upon is God's written word. Now, I have had the honor and privilege of serving the Lord, serving in the kingdom of God, serving in the ministry in a full-time capacity for over 20 years now. And during that time, I have watched people go through this process. And sometimes they try and make their foundation out of relationships. Sometimes they try and make their foundation out of what they can achieve, their success. Sometimes people try and make their foundation out of status symbols and what they own. And that's sort of the basis for their life, their life choices, and their identity. I don't have to tell you how problematic that is. But then I've also watched really good meaning people. I'm talking about faith people, right? I'm talking about people that have calls of God on them. They want to serve the kingdom of God in their generation. They love God. And I've watched them make the mistake of taking something that's meant to be a tool and trying to make it their foundation. And what I see so many times people do is they take something called prophecy or the prophetic word of God. They take something that was prophetically spoken to them either by another individual or something that they themselves feel like they heard God say, and they try and make that their foundation. In other words, rather than taking it back to the scripture and saying, does this line up with God's word and does it go against anything that he has already said in his word. God's never going to lead me outside or against something he's already written in his word. So that helps me right there because if I'm considering something that I feel like God said to me or I'm considering something that somebody else says God told them to say to me and it goes against anything in his word, then my decision-making is taken care of. I don't even have to weigh if that was God or not. I already know to just set that aside because God does not have schizophrenia. God does not have a multiple personality disorder and his word does not change. So anything that I'm considering as a decision or something that I'm considering shifting my idea of what is true that would go against something in God's word or what his word says, I know right then and there that is not truth. Now it doesn't make the person that said it bad. It doesn't mean that I'm totally off if I felt like I heard that. Listen, we all have humanity. 
But we are responsible because we have his word to take everything back to his word. Just two or three days ago, I was asked to do an interview. And in the interview, this host of this show asked me to share what my process has been like for making decisions in my life. I thought it was a great thing to get to talk about. And it was wild because before that, I had realized that God had sort of given me a pattern for making decisions. I'm talking about major life decisions early on in my life. And I'll be honest with you all, although I am far from perfect and I have missed it in my life many times, but when it has come to major life decisions, when it has come to the big things in life, I can honestly say that I have never missed a big, massive turn. And it's not to my credit. It is to the credit of the truth of God in my life and the process that he has given me. And the very first step that God gave me in that process for making decisions was anything that I felt like God was saying to me or anything that somebody else was saying to me that they were saying was truth, saying it was from God. The first thing I do is I sit on that and I sort of chew on that for about a month. And when I say I sit on it or I chew on it, what I'm doing is I'm rehearsing it but I'm taking it back to God's written word and I'm lining it up with what his word says. I'm spending time in the word and I'm saying, does this line up with God's word and does it go against anything he's already said? What I'm doing is I'm making sure that it rings true. The second thing that I do after I've done that for about a month on my own is I don't just depend on what I know of God's word and what I know is true. After I've done that, then I take what I'm considering or what someone else has told me or what I feel like I've heard. I take that to the godly leaders that God has put in my life and I don't tell them what I'm going to do. I submit that to them and I ask them, how does that hit you? Does that ring true to you? Now, I'm not doing this because these people control me or I've turned over the decisions of my life to someone else. I am willingly going to them. They're not forcing me to do this. I am going to them and I am asking for their counsel, their wisdom, their advice, and to speak to me out of their vast knowledge of what God's written word says. These are safety nets for me because I don't know it all. So I have people in my life that are even more proficient in God's written word than I am. If what I'm considering or what has been said to me passes the test of what I can see in God's word and what trusted leaders in my life tell me God's word says, then it looks pretty good. I've got a solid foundation. Listen, you all, this will save so much heartache in our life if we will just take everything back to the word of God. Now, there's a reason why everybody doesn't do this. It's because it's not a quick experience. It takes time. But isn't it worth building our lives on a solid foundation? Isn't it worth doing the due diligence of making sure something rings true before we make major life decisions so that we don't shipwreck or our house doesn't collapse or fall apart? Listen, I don't want to make major 
decisions based on something that I think is true in the moment, only to find out weeks, maybe months later down the road, that I called something truth that was really just a feeling. Or I called something truth based on what somebody else told me they thought was true, but I never took the time to go back to the word myself. When we do that, the reality is we can't blame somebody else. We can only blame ourselves. And listen, none of us need to stay in blame, but we do need to own it. You know what? That's called being a grown-up son or a daughter of God. You need to be able to be quick to repent. Part of being mature is being able to own up to when you're wrong, when you've missed it, and to be able to submit yourself to the truth of the word of God and saying, you know what, God, this might not be popular. It might not make the masses happy, but this is what the word of God says. It goes against my agenda. It doesn't go with what I would prefer to do. It doesn't go with my experience, but it lines up with your truth and with you. You see, right now we have a lot of individuals, even mass media, trying to inundate us with what the truth is, what is true. And these voices are so loud. They're literally shouting at us night and day. But you know what? It's really easy to walk through a haze of voices shouting at you when you have taken the time to build the truth on the inside of you. You see, that ring of truth resonates so loud when you have a lot of the truth of the Word of God on the inside of you. When you build the truth of the Word of God, what rings true gets loud, and then what isn't true stands out. You know what? That's what we have to have right now. We have to have the truth so strong in us that when people are shouting us things they're saying are truth that aren't, it stands out to us like a sore thumb. I don't know about you, but as of late, I feel a compelling I feel a yearning. It's almost getting to the point where it's an ache to only keep the truth of the word of God in my ear and in front of my eyes because I want the truth so loud in me that the truth comes out of me. My podcast guest this month is someone who has been a voice of truth in my life for many years now. He is a powerful man of God that has become a leading voice in this time, certainly even in this past year here in the United States of America. He's written multiple books and leaders from all over the world literally tune in to hear what God is speaking through him on a weekly basis. In fact, his YouTube channel attests to that with literally tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of views weekly. I have been around this precious man of God and his wife for many years, and I know exactly why leaders are clamoring to hear what he has to say, because he has spent countless thousands of hours in the truth of God's word. I don't know about you, but these are the voices that I want to be around right now. Not that are going to give me their opinion, their biased, but are going to tell me what the word of God says and make me hungry to get into his word myself. I want to encourage you to take some set apart time and listen to this podcast guest story this month in its entirety. I want to just emphasize that to you because toward the end of this podcast conversation, there's some really 
powerful things that are said that I believe we desperately need to hear. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, my heart is that this would be a place of strength, of encouragement for you, but that this podcast would be a voice of truth that leads you to the truth consistently. That is my prayer today. And I believe that if we will take God's word and make it our bedrock foundation of faith, that we will be absolutely unstoppable. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this month. I pray that you have a tremendous week and I look forward to seeing you back here next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.